Five-year-old me was sassy, dramatic and had no filter. A classic example of this was when I was at my mum's cousin's wedding and one of her other cousins brought her boyfriend along to the wedding. He sang Riptide by Vance Joy for the bride, groom and all the guests. I simply turned to my mum's cousin, paused and told her, matter-of-factly, that I hated her boyfriend's singing and that Vance Joy was so much better. Like I said, I was sassy, dramatic, and had absolutely no filter, but I definitely wasn't the best judge in music because he has gone on to have a successful career. That same dramatic, no filter sassiness was also pretty prevalent when I confronted my pregnant mum with my wishes for the gender of my new sibling. You always wanted a sister. Mm Mm-hmm. You wanted a sister. Yes. Most definitely. And you would tell anyone. So even if we went to the shops and I'd have you... And I'd have Will. Will is my younger brother. And then, you know, obviously people could see I was pregnant and people would always stop and talk to you because you were just always so chatty and just friendly and you used to talk to lots of people. Yeah. And you would always tell everyone that it was going to be a girl and it was going to be. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone knew that you had a brother. So why wouldn't you have a sister next? Yeah, you need to balance it out. Exactly. It wasn't just poor, unsuspecting strangers who had to deal with a little Miss Chatterbox because, unfortunately for my reception teacher, Mrs Swanson, I would refuse to cease any and all conversation about this definitive baby sister. You'd always uh, been told your school teacher. That's my dad. And, and how much and how much wanted a little baby sister. Yeah, had to be a sister. Mm, I know. And you, you told all our friends all our family, how much you wanted a little sister. So everyone? Everyone. All our friends. <laughs> Every time we went out to a party, had people over for tea, you always told them how much you wanted a baby sister. I manifested this sister so much. Now, keep in mind, this was July and my mum was due to give birth in a month's time in August. The excitement to have a new sibling in the house was so palpable. I've always been an avid reader, so even a decade ago, I had more books than I could count at that stage. So I meticulously handpicked my absolute all-time favourite books, some classics like The Very Hungry Caterpillar by Eric Cole, Where's the Green Sheep by Mem Fox, and We're Going on a Bear Hunt by Michael Rosen. The final book I picked was a lovely picture book by Deborah Nyland. The book was my all-time favourite because the main character was a little girl called Annie, which is my name. Now, Annie loves this chair she's had since she was tiny and not a single soul is allowed on this chair, but someone is discovered sleeping on said chair. It turns out it was her dog, Benny. I placed those four books on the bare shelves of my sister's freshly built bookcase in the nursery, blissfully and innocently unaware of the secrets my parents and my great aunt Leanne had carefully concealed. We'll get to that shortly. On the 11th of August, I woke up and went to school as per usual, completely oblivious to the fact that later that day, my life was going to change forever. 
My great aunt Leanne was set to look after me and my younger brother Will when my mum gave birth. So when I was finally let out of class at the end of the day and saw my aunt standing by the playground to pick me up, I knew that my mum had given birth and that I would get to meet my sister. So you were meant to go to the hospital straight away from school to visit your new sibling. Very exciting. But there was just one problem. You wouldn't go in your school uniform. Well, you wanted to be dressed up to impress your sibling. So you went home. You had to have a shower, apparently. (laughs) You know, make sure everything was squeaky clean. And I knew you got the dress. It was a special dress for your birthday. Pink with a little bit of purple on it. You even had some beautiful purple boots to match. Matching shoes. It was winter time. And then you were very specific about your hair. So you had to have two pigtails and then you had these cute <laughs> little pink clips and these little little bows that Anne had to do your hair with. So you came in looking wonderfully beautiful. Because I was going to have a sister, it was crucial to dress up so she would appreciate the fashion and the little details that I had gone to so much effort to do. The car ride to the hospital was one bursting with excitement. I specifically remember snacking on cheese and crackers on the way there, but my aunt hadn't yet told me just what I would be walking into. Now, I had made a card for my mum that I had been very eager to give to her because it was hand-drawn with these Crayola Doodle Sense textures. They were extremely popular at the time, as was anything that was scented like anything, so I used marshmallow, buttered popcorn, hay bale and watermelon too. The funniest thing is I still have those markers to this day. So... As I awaited the moment I would be allowed into my mum's room, I proudly held my scented card. My eyes were wide with curiosity, eagerness set into my expression, and my cheeks were flushed with the anticipation of finally meeting my baby sister. But when I walked into the room, heart pounding, everything around me stopped for a second because at 11.15am, On the 11th of August, 2011, my mum gave birth to a healthy baby, Noah, Jake Francis Pittman. We never told you that we knew Noah was going to be a boy. We knew. That's the real kicker, I think. Yeah, so we we knew, but we didn't know how to tell you because you were so... Just heart set on... Heart set on a sister. So we didn't want to burst your bubble. I don't remember what happened next. But I do know that I refused to accept the very definitive gender of my sibling. For starters, all I needed to do was change his name. I hated the name Noah, so for about two months, I stubbornly referred to him as Alexandra, or Alex for short. You would have thought that changing the name was enough for me, but the drama queen was not yet satisfied. So I did ballet every Saturday and of course had gathered a small collection of tutus, crowns, headpieces, pink or rainbow sparkly headbands, the whole shebang. So without mum knowing, I would take the time to dress Alexandra in her bright pink frilly tutu with a matching tiara and gather her hair into tiny pigtails.
it didn't last forever. There's a picture above the mantelpiece at home that actually captures the moment when I was six years old lying on my bed with a one-year-old knobber beside me in an adorable Elmo onesie. I was just talking to him about school, despite the fact that he didn't understand a word, and he looked into my eyes and giggled. It was in that moment that I guess I realised that maybe Noble wasn't all bad, and while I didn't have the sister I wanted, he was my brother, and that was enough. Ten years later, I'm 15, and Noah is nine. I'm still obsessed with ballet. However, even though he seemed to enjoy the dress-ups when he was a baby, it didn't leave much of a lasting impression because Noah is absolutely cricket mad with, unfortunately, no tutu in sight. There's a lot I now know because of having a brother. Like, for example, the best wood a cricket bat can be made of is grade one English willow and a bunch of other cricket things I could bore you with, despite the fact that I absolutely detest cricket. I might even be able to endure going to one of his cricket games. Maybe if I had a sister to keep me company. This podcast was written and produced by me, Annalise Pittman, for the School Life Podcast. Music in this podcast is by Blue Dot Sessions and Vlad Kayakuklu. I'd like to thank my mum, dad and great aunt for their participation and James Meston for helping me with this podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribe to this channel to hear heaps of other School Life stories.